Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. Myron Metcalf back on another Friday edition of Purple Daily. Uh, Manny Hill, I I believe, is celebrating his his birthday. Happy birthday to him. So I got my my, my man Declan here. Declan, how you doing? I'm doing well, Myron. Doing well. Thanks for filling in, man. Of course. Yeah, Uh, I got got to back up the birthday boy when I need to. Yeah, Manny Manny got so sick of me and doing this Friday (laughs) bit with me. He just said, you know what? Uh, I got to get out of here and, and relax. Um, but no, I'm really grateful you're here. The weather's beautiful. Gorgeous day. This is the time of year when you're in Minnesota. I always tell people this. Like, if you can make it to like this point, it really pays off because nobody to me in the short amount of great weather we have enjoys it the way that we do. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. We suffer that winter for these kind of moments. And it's only 55, <laughs> 60, man. It's not even oh. like, it's not even hot, but to us, I was rolling with the windows down. The music was blaring in my 10-minute drive-in today. I had to do it. <laughs> it feels it feels tremendous uh, having this kind of weather. Um, Declan, where do you stand on, on Beyonce? Do you have any strong opinions about uh, Beyonce? I mean, she's all? the queen, so I mean, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. I like she- Beyonce. She is, as a matter of fact, you can't say anything negative about Beyonce. No, you can't. Um, I, I'm big unless Mike, you want a problem. I'm a big Michael Scott fan, so I'm I'm Beyonce always, as he likes okay. to say. So I, I kind of roll with those punches. Beyonce, I guess she just released a a new album th- this week. I haven't heard it, uh, and I guess there's a Netflix special or, or something that all the what do they call them? The Beehive or something like that? Yeah, I think that's I, what they. I didn't see the special. Killer bees? What are they? Something like that. That sounds. Killer right, bees though. were that was Bobby Bonilla and. Uh, and Barry Bonds, right? Those were the killer bees. Killer right? bees, uh, and and the Astros. I thought Berkman. That was that Biggio, was in Biggio. That was they and, were the killer yeah, bees. Yeah, yeah, those are the original. I think killer bees, but there might be. I don't know if there's copyright infringement were, on that. Who were McGuire and Conseco? Were they uh, Bash they Brothers? They were the Bash Brothers. Bash Brothers. All these bees, man. Yeah, it gets, <laughs> that's right. It gets confusing, man. It's hard to keep it straight. Um, but Beyonce, I think, is sort of a guaranteed showstopper. Like when she performs. We all agree that, you know what, no matter what the circumstances are, you're going to get this great performance, uh, and that's why she fills up arenas and stadiums. I wonder if the Minnesota Vikings, Declan, have any guarantees on this schedule that was released this week. First off, 
Like, like how crazy are we about football that we get excited about the release of a schedule? Like, we're we're not normal. No, we're to, not to be this excited. No, no, no. And it's the football season technically is the shortest season if we're just going regular season to championship, but it just never stops, man. It's in if we're in April nineteenth, we're still a week away from the draft, and here we are going into the weekend with baseball on, NHL playoffs, and NBA playoffs. And all we talk, all we're talking about is the NFL schedule, and 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 for good reason. It gets us excited. We're so spoiled. We are. We're also just not normal that we care this much about it. There have been so many projections uh, about win totals, and you know there are people who are much smarter than I am. Uh, has Collar slept yet, or is he is he working on his ninth he, projection? You know, he claims he's in California. Uh, no, he's not visiting his in laws, but no. I don't I don't think he is. He's he he's not he, he's not used to that West Coast time zone. He's totally grinding out some football stuff right Co- now. Collar's got a laptop. He told the in laws he was going for a walk. He has not been back in eight hours. I no. guarantee it. He's watching game film. Yep, watching film, ignoring the in-laws. That's the way to go, yes. from what I've heard. So it, it is. It is the way to go. But I'm, I'm sure he. I'm sure he's paying attention to everything that's happening. Courtney Cronin uh, was hosting yesterday. My good friend, uh, much smarter than I am when it comes to football stuff. I think she projected 11 and five uh, on ESPN's uh, list of projections for the Minnesota Vikings. I think that's reasonable. There are a lot of people around the country, and this bothers me. There are a lot of people saying, "Well, ESPN's reporters." You know, we're all high on the teams that they cover. Um, Here's the deal. We're just guessing right now. What what you're doing when you project is you're saying, what's the best case scenario, right, Declan? You don't know about injuries. You you don't know if there are going to be issues in the locker room. You don't know any of those things. You don't know if the schemes will work. There are all these questions that can't be determined until these guys actually play ball. But right now... Why is 11 wins crazy? Yeah, I don't think. I mean, if all things go well for this team, that seems more than reasonable to me. Yeah, I think it's pretty reasonable, and, and that should be the ceiling. I think if we're, start, if we're going higher than that, then I, mean, I think we're really sipping some Kool Aid and we kind of have yeah. to take a step back. 11 wins would, would be great, would be a great Viking season considering what happened last year. I mean, that's a three win improvement. You knew last year, too, that they were going to regress a little bit from that 13 and three season when everything just seemed to go their way in 2017. And the schedule so far, I mean, there's some there's some tough spots that week six through ten, I think, is where, you know, that we'll probably see who the Vikings are when they got to play the Chiefs and the Cowboys on back to back. That's going to be probably the the hardest part of the schedule. But I think mostly as a whole, I think the schedule is pretty favorable for the Vikings, especially on home turf. It, it definitely feels favorable. I mean, by the way, that 13 win team, 100 years, kids are going to be in class looking back and they're going to go, wait. They won 13 games with Case Keenum. No kidding. It's not, not going to make any sense to them, uh, even though we're complaining now about, you know, obviously the drop off last year. I'm all about guarantees. I don't know. I don't know how to project 11 wins. There, there are people much smarter than I am about this stuff who who can do that and do it well. I'm all about guarantees. That that's what I do when I get a schedule deck. When I go, okay, what are the games I know we're going to lose, and what are the games I'm pretty confident we're going to win. And for me, I think the Vikings, you can see that right away. And some people may disagree. And if you do disagree here on Purple Daily, score north. You can call in 651-271-5687. 651-271-5687. I'm not going to go through the whole schedule. But, Declan, let me know what you think of this in terms of what I believe are guaranteed wins. And I will try to explain why, right? Okay. September 8th. Home opener, season opener, Atlanta Falcons. That, to me, feels like a guaranteed win, and I'll tell you why. Okay. I think this is a team that is going to be so fired up 
with whatever tweaks they're going to add to this offense with Gary Kubiak. And I think he's got a bunch of cousins and relatives who are on the staff as well. Uh, I think they're going to be so excited to unveil uh, this, this new offense. I think Kirk Cousins will be more comfortable. I think you're going to see an energized team in an energized arena against a Falcons team that has been a disappointment in the post-Super Bowl years. I, for me, that feels like a guaranteed win against the Atlanta Falcons for the Minnesota Vikings. Is that crazy? What do you think? No, I think that's pretty reasonable. And, you know, last year that Atlanta team, they got decimated by injuries early they on. Did. They did. a lot defense. of injuries. And yeah. it seems... And they didn't throw to Julio Jones, which didn't help. Yeah, I don't know what, what's going on there. Yeah. And it seems that team has been on a bit of that Super Bowl hangover since the epic collapse. It just it just seems like everyone kind of wrote them off as pretenders ever since they, they blew the lead to the Patriots. Yeah. I still don't think that's a gimme. I mean, Matt Ryan's still a good quarterback, and I know he's taken flack from that collapse as well. I think the Vikings should win that game. I don't think it's the hardest on their schedule, uh, but you definitely want to start your season with a home win. And the last thing you need to do is go 0-1 at home in front of the faithful at U.S. Bank Stadium. So, no, I, I don't think the Vikings will drop that game. I think that is a win for the Purple. It would surprise me if, if they dropped it. Yeah, me, I mean, me too. And, I, you know, the Falcons don't intimidate me in any way. They did have a lot of injuries. You know, they're going to be healthier this year. But that still feels like, to me, we're going to see a, a, a good version of the Minnesota Vikings. You go to week two with the Green Bay Packers, I don't know what to say there. That That could go either way. Week three uh, against John Gruden's uh, 1975 Oakland Raiders. I mean, that's the offense they're going to be running. I know they got Antonio Brown, uh, who's the highlight reel. Fine. Antonio Brown, to me, doesn't change that team dramatically. Yes, he gives Derek Carr another target. I get it. But overall, that's a team that has a lot of holes. And I don't think John Gruden. Now, we're going to see what he does next week. He's got, what, three first-round picks? Yeah, uh, something like wh- that. Which, which, will he hold on to him? We'll see. We'll see what he adds next next week. But this still feels to me like a very beatable Oakland Raiders team that has a quarterback who actually played better than people realized last year in Derek Carr, but I don't see them being a playoff caliber team. I don't think Antonio Brown changes that much. Week three at home feels like a guaranteed win, Declan, to me. What do you think? Yeah, that's guaranteed to me, too. And I'm with you on Derek Carr. I think he gets a bad rap. And I know John Gruden hasn't given him the best endorsement either. And and people have wondered, could they cut him? Could they they move on from him? And and I think you got to stick with him. And, and, you know, those draft picks are probably, you know, the lingering asterisks leading into the game. Because if they hit, let's say they do get three first-round studs, if they hit on every one of those first-round studs, I mean, that that vaults your team up from, you know, let's say the Oakland Raiders are a six-win team right now to a nine-win team, and, and now it's not really a gimme anymore. But yeah. uh, Derek Carr, I think Mike Zimmer's defense will give him fits. Uh, and Antonio Brown, even though he's a dynamic player, there, no one else in that offense really scares me. I think the Vikings defense hold their own, and then Kirk Cousins and the offense can take care of that defense. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, John Gruden, will he hit on all those picks next week? This is the same guy that thought Khalil Mack didn't fit into their plans, right? <laughs> right. So I, I've got to see something before I get all caught up in John Gruden. I mean, the guy came into this 2019 job. 2018, he gets the job and goes, basically, you know what? I don't care about analytics. I don't want to hear anything about numbers and efficiency. I'm old school. Always always a bad start if that's how he's approaching the draft. Week four, we'll get into that later. You go to week five at the New York Giants. That's a guaranteed win to me. I mean, that that should be a guaranteed win. Eli Manning actually, Declan, 
play better than people realized last year, too. Like, he had some career numbers. Completion percentage, his interception percentage was as low as it had ever been in his career. He didn't have an offensive line. Still threw for 4,000 yards almost, and I think that, to me, is why uh, they're going to make him the starter this year and, and see if he can do it at least another season. But they just don't have any weapons, man. No. They just, they just, the cupboard is so bare in, in New York, man. I, for me, that's one of those games where if the Vikings somehow go out there and fail, that, that's going to be one of those narrative changing games mm-hmm. that, that feels like a guaranteed win to me. Yeah, that seems like a game of all their road games that is the most guaranteed. I mean, that one that one scares to be me right. the least. That, that Giants team is just not very good. And, hey, look, I like Saquon Barkley. I think maybe in a year or two the Giants can start to right the ship and get back to where they used to be just earlier in this decade. But right now they're not they're not there. And, and if you want to hand the ball off to Saquon Barkley 35, 40 times against the Vikings defense, good luck. We'll, we'll take those odds. I, I, I want to see that happen because I think the Vikings would win every time that happens. So yeah. I, I don't think the Giants uh, going in going into there five years ago would have been a little more scary, even three years ago, but now no. And, and Eli Manning has always had fits against Zimmer's defense. Zimmer has yeah. always figured out a way to make his head spin. So I'm not too concerned about that one. And doesn't it seem like as great as I think Saquon is, we're going to see him take a few steps back in the next couple of years just because defenses realizes they're going to stack the box and they're going to just they know they're going to him 30 times a game. They've only got one weapon. Right. I mean, they're going to be so easy to figure out because Eli's not throwing downfield. He's not the big playmaker. He was occasionally throughout the prime of his career that that feels like it has to be a guaranteed win uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. Hosting Philly October 13th, I don't know what to think about that game. It could go either way. Uh, I, I don't know if Carson Wentz is going to be healthy. Can't make any guarantees there. October 20th, for me, Declan, you go to Detroit. What, New England lost to Detroit uh, last yeah, year? I mean, that that's just one of those places where two or three good teams, I think Carolina as well maybe, uh, there was another good team that lost last year at Detroit. Two or three good teams are going to lose at Detroit. Uh, just because that's just what happened. So I don't want to make any guarantees there. Then you go to the Washington Redskins October 24th, and you play the great Case Keenum uh, Hall of Fame Minnesota Vikings quarterback who will probably have that job, I assume. (laughs) Yeah. That's one of those games where you better win that game. Right. Right. I mean, you. that's a a Sunday night game, I believe. Or is it Monday Uh, night? Thursday night. Thursday night game. Thursday night game. Yep. So short Um, week. That is one of those games where if you leave with Washington – beating you in Minneapolis and you're right there in the middle of the race, that that is not going to be a pretty that's not going to be a pretty Friday for Mike Zimmer if that happens. No, that Redskins team doesn't scare me. It's the it's the storylines coming in like you just said. It's Case Keenum coming back most likely. Adrian yeah. Peterson resigned there. I mean he's AP's back. Good so, point. It's, it has that recipe of that typical Vikings disaster <laughs> where, like it, right? <laughs> where, where you're going to have these two old vets come in and just shred you. And I, like I said, the Redskins, I, I'm not concerned about them. I think they're a 5-6 win team at best this year. But that's the kind of game, kind of like the Bills game, where you're just like, man, this could go all wrong and be the season-defining moment that doesn't get us into the postseason. But the other flip side of the storyline, too, right, Declan, is Kirk Cousins, right? I yes, mean, he's playing, he's playing Washington. Team. You're hosting your former team. Uh, and there's obviously going to be the narrative will be Case Keenum coming back, AP coming back locally. Nationally, I think the narrative will be, was Kirk Cousins worth it? Yeah. I mean, were they ever going to get the guy that we saw throw for 4,000-plus yards 
uh, with the Redskins. Can he be that guy? So I think nationally the narrative will be focused on Kirk Cousins, whereas locally we'll talk about Case Keenum and Adrian Peterson, all those all those things. But that to me feels like a guaranteed win for the Minnesota Vikings. I, I just I feel like it has to be. Um, we'll talk about Kansas City and Dallas, Denver, the bye week, November twenty fourth. Then at Seattle, we'll talk about that. December eighth, you host the Detroit Lions. You're not going to get swept by the Lions. No, I mean that 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 just is not going to happen. Matt Matt backwards hat guy, um, which is like, dude, is it you in a 1985 yeah. after school special? Like I can't sitting stand on the corner. Guy. Like what? What are you? Like what are you? What are you doing? Yeah, I don't get that guy, man. He, his whole when he called out the reporter for this posture, it's a soundbite we like to play here. I know I, I don't have it queued up right now, but it just the way he carries himself is not not ideal. And I think Detroit's better next year. I don't think they're as bad as they were. But they, no. but they don't, they will not vault up the standings like I think the Packers could, or like I think the Bears can stay put, or like the Vikings can move up. I still think the Lions are probably at the basement of this division. That doesn't mean though that they won't be a seven and nine, six and ten team. Yeah, and that's that's what feels. I mean, seven and nine feels like their ceiling. Yeah, and then backwards hat guy. I don't think he's better. <laughs> I don't think he's better than that. I mean, he's just I like it. For, for me, I'm not into guys who go like, hey, I played for this guy or I worked under this guy and now I'm special because that's usually not the case, right? right? A bunch of his protégés have failed in the NFL. I just don't like the guys who have that swagger based swagger by affiliation uh should be a crime in this country. I agree. Um and backwards hat guy just has way too much of that. Hey, Bill Belichick's my friend vibe. They're 7 and 9 at best. Then you go to Detroit, I mean to Los Angeles on the road, we'll get to that later. 2 days before Christmas, you host the Green Bay Packers. That's not a series I think they – they're not going to get swept by the Packers. They split that series at least, I think. And hosting Green Bay, December 23rd, if the projections are right, that should be a Vikings team that's playing to solidify a place in the playoffs. Yep. Um, preferably, they're playing for a higher seed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you would hope would happen. But at a minimum, you feel like that's going to be a game where if you told me where the higher stakes – there's a there's a much better chance that the Vikings have something to play for and the Packers don't than the other way around on December 23rd. Yeah, that that game's going to be really interesting. And with with Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers has never won a game at U.S. Bank Stadium. I mean, I know I got knocked wild. out in a half. I know it yeah, is wild. It's, it, wild. it's he hasn't won here since 2015, which is pretty staggering to think about. And you know, he's Mike Zimmer's mostly held him in check for being Aaron Rodgers, but there's still been games where Rodgers has carved him up as well. You know, the the Packers are always a sleeping giant when they don't make the playoffs, right? The national media loves to eat up the Packers, just like they do the Cowboys in, to a degree. Yeah. So, I, yeah, the, that, that will be a fun game. If you're the Vikings, you're probably hoping that either you could, at the very least, clinch a division on that game or or solidify yeah, a, a, a buy spot or, or something like that. But that's going to be a fun, those last two games, I mean, Bears and Packers, uh, Packers yeah. and Bears is, is going to be a fun way to close the season. And, and we'll talk about Bears after the break, but I feel like with the Packers, Matt LaFleur comes in. Obviously, he's had success as an offensive coordinator at other places. Uh, he's known as a guy who can create sort of that modern offense, which is what Aaron Rodgers wants. I mean, I think he envies guys like Patrick Mahomes and watching some of the freedom they have, although Aaron Rodgers has always had freedom. I think he just wants a, a coach who designs a scheme that maximizes that. What I don't know about Aaron Rodgers, Declan, this is a Green Bay Packers team that has been able to thrive 
with a with an average to below average defense because Aaron Rodgers has been so good? Is he still that good? Is he still the guy that's worth an extra three or four wins if the defense doesn't hold up its end of the bargain? I don't know the answer to that. Is the scheme good enough? Will they open up the field to the point where Aaron Rodgers is a guy who looks like the former Aaron Rodgers? I also don't know how healthy he'll be. Everybody's talking about Aaron Rodgers and how long he plays. It will never shock me if in the next two seasons we see a guy who just doesn't get healthy because that's what's happened in the last couple of years. But that'll be a huge game. Vikings will have big implications, I think, in that game. And I do believe that's a guaranteed win. So for me, might be crazy. Uh, feel free to call in if you disagree. 651-271-5687. Score North. Myron Metcalf, what I'm saying right now on Purple Daily, guaranteed wins against the Falcons September 8th. Guaranteed win for the Vikings against the Oakland Raiders uh, in John Gruden's 1964 offense. Uh, that's a win at the New York Giants October 6th. And Eli Manning, that's a win versus the Washington Redskins. That's a win October 24th, even though Case Keenum and Adrian Peterson are going to be confused about which locker room to go to. That's a win for the Vikings for sure. And then I think versus the Detroit Lions, December 8th, home game, Vikings win that. Versus the Green Bay Packers, December 23rd, with playoff imp- playoff implications. I don't see any other guaranteed wins on this list, but I do see a number of guaranteed losses, which we'll discuss after the break. My- Myron Metcalf back here. Purple Daily, Score North, scorenorth.com, uh, with my man Declan. Um, I was giving out the phone number before the break, uh, Declan, and it it turns out that was the wrong number. Um, it, it's the sun's out; things get confusing when it's when it's this warm. The real phone number, if you want to participate, is six five one six four six eight two five five, or toll free one eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. Join us. We're going to be on the 2 o'clock. We'll talk hoops in the next hour. But we've been talking about guarantees. Uh, we went over the guaranteed losses in the last segment that I think the, the uh, I mean, guaranteed wins, I'm sorry, that I believe the Minnesota Vikings can bank on, the Atlanta Falcons in the home opener, then the Raiders in week three, week five at the New York Giants. Down the line, I think they beat the Washington Redskins October 24th. And then I think they certainly beat the Detroit Lions December 8th. And then December 23rd, I think they'll have a lot to play for. And I think they beat the Green Bay Packers at home. But there's a flip side to this, Declan, because you got to talk about potential guaranteed losses as well. And I think there are a couple of those on the schedule right now that I see. When I go to week four and I see that the Vikings are going to face the Chicago Bears, this to me is a team where the Bears are obviously going to be all good again. That defense now, you've got Khalil Mack, who has been with this team for a solid year. Now, remember, he comes into training camp as the new guy, takes some time to figure out the scheme, wasn't completely healthy all year. A, a healthy Khalil Mack for a full season with the Chicago Bears, Declan, should scare everybody. Uh, because I think we're going to see a guy who's even better than what he was last year. That feels like a guaranteed loss to me. That That feels like one of those games where – the Vikings could be a good team and look like an improved team going into week four, and they might be 3-0. and But playing the Chicago Bears on the road against an improved Chicago Bears team, where you got a Mitch Trubisky in, listen, 
I know it's easy to make fun of the guy, and you know a lot of people don't give him much credit because he's not one of the dynamic phenoms that we see uh, as among some of the young quarterbacks, Declan, but he got better last year. And if he just keeps getting incrementally better, you're going to have a quarterback who is a good fit for an offense that can move the ball, uh, can, can put the ball in the end zone. Obviously, that's not what they're known for. In an improved defense, that feels like a loss for the Minnesota Vikings to me. Yeah, I mean, Mitch Trubisky, I'm not sold on him. Uh, he, he, though, fits what Chicago is 100%. doing. 100%. So yeah. it's not like he's being asked to do more than he has to. So that that is good for him, and he did get better last year. I, I don't think he's Christian Ponder. I don't want to call him the next Christian Ooh, Ponder. but you said it. But I did say it. But you're thinking but of I it. But I think it well, sometimes. No, no, elaborate on that. What, I just, what do you? He was a high pick. I mean, I know 2 versus 12 is a little different. Yeah. Uh, it just seems he does not have any intangible that, that makes you say, wow, this guy can play football. I think he, I think he can scramble and and he can get and he can face pressure well. He can create stuff with his feet, which is something Ponder couldn't do too too much of. But I don't see him being in the league for, for a very very long time. I, I don't. I think he's got a little longer shelf life than than he does Christian Ponder. But I don't think he's like Alex Smith, where Alex Smith, who gets ridiculed all the time, has turned has kind of turned at the haters and said, "Look, I've turned this into a fourteen year career." Oh yeah. This this terrible injury that just happened to me six months ago, but. I, I think this is a guy that's going to be, once the defense breaks down and you're going to have to ask him to do a little much, I think that's when, that's when it's going to uh, be problematic for him. Yeah, I think, you know, to your point, he's more athletic than Ponder ever was. Correct. I also think there's a, like, there's a lot less pressure on him. Um, that defense, as easy it was, it was to say Khalil Mack, I mean, Roquan Smith, and like all the pieces they had, because Khalil Mack wasn't healthy the entire year. And yet they were still this dominant defense. I think Trubisky has benefited from that. He's going to progress gradually. And I don't think they'll ever, if they get to the point, Declan, where he has to do a lot and he has to be this sort of versatile quarterback, you go and get somebody else. Right. I mean, you just, you, you can't do that with this guy. But for what he's being asked to do, a lot like to me, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, if you give these guys sort of a shorter play sheet and you say stick to this script, you can win as a team. And I think the Bears are going to be ready to win that game. And that's just a loss to me for the Minnesota Vikings. You go to November 3rd at Kansas City, that just feels like a, a, a loss. Also because I think they're going to crush the Redskins October 24th. <laughs> and there are going to be a lot of emotions in that Redskins game. The Case Keenums and the Adrian Peterson and Kirk Cousins trying to prove a point. I think there's going to be an emotional hangover from that game. And the fact that they're not going to play for 10 days because that's a Thursday night game against the Redskins. And now you got to travel to Kansas City, which at that point, my guess will be the best team in football. Right. That Declan feels like to me a guaranteed loss. Yeah, that if they if they can go into Arrowhead Stadium and get a win, that'd be huge for their season. Oh, it changed it's, the narrative. Yeah, it would it would totally do it. And at Soldier Field, it, it's a mental lapse. Every time they go in there, it does not matter the coach, the players. They just always seem to to ruin the game. They never can get yeah. get off to a good start. And in KC, man, man, I mean, Pat Mahomes is just so talented. I love like Mike Zimmer's defense. He's been able to shut down some great great quarterbacks. I, I don't see him shutting down Pat Mahomes to the point where Kirk Cousins can outplay him and that the defense can slow him down enough to put the Vikings in position to win. I just think that's a loss. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It's a guaranteed L. And it, I mean, that first that building is crazy. Those fans are crazy. There's more pressure on the defense in that game, right? Because let's say you lose. You're playing Patrick Mahomes. Who could be mad you know, at the yeah. Minnesota Vikings if you lose on the road to a team that might be uh, the Super Bowl winner when it's all said and done? I do feel like you don't want to see that game 
Patrick Mahomes being allowed to do whatever he wants to do. Like you want to see a defense that puts up a fight, uh, that that creates some resistance to what he tries to do. That to me is will be a, the most important element because you know Kirk Cousins can put up numbers against that defense, but I think the bigger question will be how will the Minnesota Vikings defense respond to the best quarterback in the NFL? Uh, because that to me will be the big issue going into that game. Yeah, for sure. And and KC's the Super Bowl favorite. I really I really like what they're going to do in the AFC. I think they're going to They look good, yeah, man. Yeah, they they looked great last year and everyone always wonders is this the year the Patriots take a step back, but I think if there's any team that can dethrone them and be at the top at the AFC for years to come, it's that Kansas City Chiefs team, man. I mean, they are really really good. Yeah, and the, and Patrick Mahomes was here at the final four. Yeah. Uh, supporting his Texas yeah, Tech team. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, they they lost First off, the security dudes he had with him, man. Oh, yeah. Like, the Vikings should pick up those yeah. guys. Because there was a dude blocking for him that looked like he just came there to fight. You ever seen those dudes who look like they just want to fight somebody before the night's over? Yes. That's the dude who was blocking for Patrick Mahomes, and then they escorted him out before the game was over. He's going to blame Minnesota for that. It happened in, his, in that building at U.S. Bank Stadium. Texas Tech loses in the national title game. He's still going to have emotions about that. Uh, and he might take it out on the Minnesota Vikings, although I hope he doesn't. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. The next game, though, is the one where it gets tricky to me because you go from Kansas City to Dallas. What do we make of this Dallas team? They've been so up and down. What do you know about Dak Prescott? He could come out and be great and go, look, everybody, I told you I deserve $100 million. You give me that money, Jerry Jones. Or he could come out and look like a guy who has regressed since that rookie season where the Cowboys were the number one seat. I don't know what to make of Dak Prescott, uh, Amari Cooper. I mean, obviously, Ezekiel Elliott. uh, There has to be a more diversified offense in order, I think, to stifle teams. And defensively, they were good, and I think they'll be good again. That, to me, feels like you're going to catch the Cowboys at their best. Early on in the season, I think you'll still see some of the the flaws Mm -hmm. that we saw last year. But November 10th, especially after you just got beaten down on the road by Kansas City, now you're going to Dallas on the road. I feel like this is a team that is not great at recovering in those situations and moments, at least they weren't last year. That feels like a back-to-back loss. That feels like two losses in a row, Kansas City, and then at Dallas the following week. Yeah, those are definitely the two toughest back-to-backs that they face all season. That's, and that's dangerous, man. Yeah, it, it's it's tough with the Cowboys because the national media is the same thing with the Packers, right? They always build them up. If they miss the playoffs, yeah. they pick them to make it, right? So going into Dallas is no easy task. I, I think that's just going to be really tough. It's a primetime game. We know Kirk Cousins doesn't play well in primetime games. The Vikings have five of them this year on the docket, five primetime games. I think if you take a... It, it, it's definitely not a guaranteed winner loss. I think it's a toss up, right? I mean, it, it, I, I can't say it's a guaranteed loss. I don't think those Cowboys are that good of a team yet. But going on the road, Sunday night football, I, I, I can't say it, it's a guaranteed win either. If for me, it, my guaranteed loss there, Declan, is about the Vikings. <laughs> it, it's, not, it's not as much about the Cowboys. <laughs> right. it's, it's the Vikings. It's me seeing a team that I think could come into that game. Having wins over you know New York, they could beat the Eagles at home October 13th. You go on the road, maybe you beat Detroit, and then you beat the Washington Redskins in this emotional game where there are all these different storylines. You get whooped by Kansas City, and this is the team where can they bounce back? Do you trust them to bounce back? And that's not something I'm convinced of at this point. That, to me, is going to be an emotional stretch, and you're going to play a Dallas team that 
you know, maybe they've got something to play for. Maybe the Vikings are playing well, and the Cowboys have to get one of those good wins to prove something to themselves. That, to me, just feels like a, a loss for the Minnesota Vikings. But, you know, can they win that game? Sure. But the back-to-back stretch is what makes me think the Vikings might be in trouble during those two games. I don't see another guaranteed loss, Declan, until December 2nd when they go to Seattle. Yeah, that's um, a loss. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, right? That feels like yeah. a guaranteed loss. Uh, playing Russell Wilson, the highest-paid player in the NFL now. You see that video on Twitter? Did you see the where he's with his wife, Sierra, and he's like talking in a weird voice? It sounds like Shaft, and he's like, yeah, we got a deal done. It was very odd. I did not see that one, but, was, but I'm not surprised by him. It was, it was very odd. Those dudes with the wavy hair, you got to be careful. About That's right. Dudes, right, because they can play different roles and characters. They get what they want. They're always just smooth. Like, like Russell Wilson strikes me as a dude who probably has never played the saxophone. But if he just grabbed it one day, he'd somehow figure it out. Yeah, he'd, he'd be slay great it. at it. Absolutely. He's just, he's just one of those wavy haired dudes <laughs> who they just got all that swagger. He can probably sing and dance. He can play I baseball. Just, I mean, I'm, he can do it all. I don't, I'm just tired of those dudes. That's right. just too much talent. The hair isn't enough. Like, you got to get this God given <laughs> ability to throw the football too. Right. Oh, you're married to Sierra. It all seems unfair. And I think when they go to Seattle, it'll be, it will be unfair again. And Russell Wilson will be rolling. That feels like a guaranteed loss uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. And last year when they went in, though, that was the DeFilippo game that sealed his fate, that got yeah. him fired. And, I mean, Kirk Cousins didn't do himself any favors throwing a ball backwards. I still no. cannot believe <laughs> no. a quarterback had his back turned to the line of scrimmage and threw a pass backwards. <laughs> it's still, it's the, it, to me, that was the defining moment that of the season. I, I swear to you, it's the most defining moment of the season that this guy had his back turned. Yes. And, and, Threw a ball, and Latavius Murray should have gotten play of the year to get in that back to a neutral play. How that happened. I, I don't know how that, I think at the end of the day, that was a zero yard play because it could have been easily negative <laughs> nine, and Latavius Murray had the fate to get to the back of the line of scrimmage. But yeah, that was, I, that was the defining moment, and I don't see any reason why the Vikings could go in, go in there. One of the tough, another tough place to play. I mean, Soldier Field, Arrowhead, it's crazy. Seattle. I, I don't think you can, and Lambeau. I don't think you could have a stretch of more hellacious road games uh, on your schedule. So it's going to be tough. I, yeah, I think I just think that is uh, that's a loss, and it's interesting. I, I I don't know if going to Green Bay, you know, we'll, we'll see. I don't know if that's a guaranteed loss. That's true. And you, if you want to go there, you go there in the middle of September, like they're going. Yeah. You know, that's 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 pretty nice. Should have won last year at Lambeau. Yeah, I, I mean. The way Kirk, if you look at the numbers and what Kirk Cousins did, you go, "Wow, Vikings won that game." Right? Um, shouldn't have ended the way that it did, but with Seattle, that just feels like. And the other thing about Seattle is, sometimes we get caught up in these false narratives. The Legion of Boom, right? And obviously, that was the whole defensive group, and they won the Super Bowl. Seattle's defense was much better than anybody gave them credit for last year, and they did it with a bunch of anonymous guys. As a matter of fact, that entire team was just filled with anonymity outside Russell Wilson. And I think that, to me, is just what proves how good he is. And this is a guy who's got his money now. He's getting $70 million in the first year, Declan. Good Lord. $70 million <laughs> in the first year, my brother. He's getting $88 million by year two, $107 million through year three, and it's all guaranteed for injury. This is a dude who has no worries in the world, and I think you're going to see him play that way. December 2nd at Los Angeles two weeks later when they go play the Chargers. I'm torn on this one, Declan, mm-hmm. because the Chargers have been a team where two years ago when they won like 12 in a row and nobody seemed to care, and then they carried that momentum into last year. 
uh, winning at Kansas City, winning at Pittsburgh. I mean, doing these things that no other team had won on the road the way that they did. So I think we'll see that team, and that's also a team that wasn't healthy coming into the season. Uh, but I always look at aging quarterbacks like Phillip Rivers, who did play well uh, and, and was on track to me in that he was in the MVP conversation for a while, quietly. Uh, but I, I wonder with guys like that, have we already seen his best? You know, these last couple of years, have we already seen him hit his peak with this team? Or does he have another run in him? Uh, that feels like a loss to me, considering how well they played the last couple of years. But their home environment ain't nothing special. No, it's not. It's so not. that's the me. Like it's, it's not like you're going into this established, hostile environment, which makes me a little hesitant to to call that a guaranteed loss. I will right now, but I reserve the right to change that by the end of the show. Well, it's funny because you know we were talking about how how difficult the road games that they have in you know KC and Soldier Field and in Dallas, but then they got these soft at parts in the schedule and on the road. At New York, that's a win, right? Lambeau yeah. in, in middle of September, that's pretty ideal. California in the middle of December, also pretty ideal. So it's it's like these peaks and valleys of of their opponents, and I, I'm leaning towards a Vikings win in the uh, in in LA. I keep wanting to say San Diego, yeah, but it might have, it's basically it, it, right. And I don't love get to leave like that. I love Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers has always been one of my favorite quarterbacks. Um, I think it's a big reason Phil Mackey hired me here at Score North because we both share a love <laughs> for Philip Rivers. But yes. uh, I think I think he. He's still got a couple more years left in him. He's definitely, I mean, you could probably make the case he's the best quarterback to not win a Super Bowl that's active oh, he's right definitely, now. Yeah, he's definitely in that, so, in that category. I, I think that's that leans towards a win, but not not in the guaranteed level uh, where that lever is pointing. Have you seen his SUV, the one he drives yes. from uh, practice? Yes. Have you seen that thing? That's insane. Well, he's like a pastor, a, too, in his off time, right? In his off season? Yeah, it's a, he's got a living room yeah. in this giant Escalade. It's, I mean, it's a man cave. Yep. Where he's watching film, that is that's amazing. That's what people were talking about. Oh, he commutes. They were saying that on the broadcast. Like, no, no, you and I commute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Philip Rivers gets driven in yes. this man cave on wheels. Uh, but feel free to join in the conversation six five one six four six eight two five five or one eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. We're talking about guarantees here. I've got guaranteed wins over the Falcons, the Oakland Raiders, the New York Giants. Washington Redskins, and then the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers on December 23rd. Guaranteed losses for me at Chicago. Uh, guaranteed loss at Kansas City and Dallas back-to-back. At Seattle, December 2nd. And at Los Angeles, at the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, but if you disagree, feel free to chime in. After this, we're going to talk uh, about the Cleveland Browns for some reason. Uh, but come back with us after this. Myron Metcalf back here on Score North, scorenorth.com, Purple Daily, Friday. I usually uh, fill in, got my man Declan Goff here. Um, I'm sort of like the fun uncle who shows up like once every three Thanksgivings and makes you laugh. That's kind of how I approach my Friday show. Do you feel like that? Do you agree with that, Declan? Yeah, I I love that. I love that. I got my own nephews, too, and I do the same thing, so I absolutely get down with that. I feel like like that's who I am. We've been talking a lot of Vikings. We've been talking projections, guarantees. The Cleveland Browns, man. Like, what? How did this happen? How did this be? How did we get so crazy and and, and so excited about Odell Beckham Jr. that we're now calling them AFC North champs and maybe contenders? How did this happen? 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Danny Cunningham, our Wolves reporter here, uh, who is a Cleveland native, is just all gung-ho about these Cleveland Browns. And rightfully so. I mean, you lose, you win three games over a four-year stretch, and then all of a sudden you go 6-10 and ten or whatever they went this last year, and you're excited, man. I mean, it's it's an exciting time to be a Cleveland Browns fan. I, I think it's an awful lot to call them the favorites in the division, but uh, they certainly have the capabilities of, of making the playoffs. It wouldn't shock me one bit. The 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 talent uh, pool is there, and and here's the deal: had Hugh Jackson not thought that Tyrod Taylor was the answer, uh, and started Baker Mayfield, who he claimed wasn't ready. If he had started Baker Mayfield from day one, I, maybe this sounds crazy and dumb. I think Hugh Jackson keeps his job because I think you're looking at a Cleveland Browns team that maybe wins two more games and they potentially get into the playoffs if Mayfield starts the season. And now there's a whole different narrative about that team. How Baker Mayfield played down the stretch is is really why people are hyping them up. You bring in an Odell Beckham Jr. and you go, wow, Jarvis Landry, what a duo. Here's the thing I can't get over, though, Declan. They gave up almost 400 yards a game last year right. on defense. They were one of the worst defensive units in the entire NFL. They gave up 25 points a game. If you have those kinds of holes in your defense, I've got to see – that you are healthy enough, deep enough, and that you have the talent, which I know they have the talent, but I need to see the execution on defense because you're going to have to go from being uh, an average, not even average, a a below average defense in terms of how many yards you were giving up per game to being at least middle of the pack, in my opinion, consistently to give that offense a chance to, you know, to put that offense in a position to win games. But giving up 400 yards a game – I'm having a hard time embracing the hype when I go back and look at their numbers from last year. Yeah, I, and I feel like they have better personnel on their defense to be to they be do. decent, right? I mean, it, they yeah. definitely. It's not like they have some scrubs out there and and, the, and that they're they're not performing. It, it's it's it, it seems like they should be a lot better on their defense. And and you know, Baker Mayfield turned turned my head. I thought the guy was. I'll be honest. I thought he was Manziel 2.0. I really did. Ooh. I did not think he would go out. And you know what? He proved me wrong. You know what, Myron? I'm wrong a lot. So I, I, don't, too, I, I don't mind being wrong in that regard. And he, and he was phenomenal. He lifted that city up. And I just I thought Cleveland, like, this doesn't seem like somewhere Baker even wants to be. No, I was dead wrong. He lifted that city up, and, and he has the Browns as the talk of the AFC, basically, with the Chiefs. Who would have yeah. thought going oh, in into the 2018 season, <laughs> and we let it play out, and then we're going into the draft that the Browns and the Chiefs are two of the teams that everyone's going to be talking about. I, I never would have thought saw that coming. It's amazing. And to your point about, you know, when you talk about Johnny Manziel, Baker Mayfield's personality didn't help him. I mean, he no. came in as sort of the guy who I'm all for the dudes with the chip on their shoulders. Yep. I can't stand the guys who remind you every day about the chips on their shoulders. Right. Correct. The guys who just they can't let you forget that they were overlooked or they weren't picked or, you know, they weren't five star recruits like those guys. Listen. Maybe you weren't that, but you are that now. So just stop it. And I think Baker Mayfield had a lot of that. But no, to your point, they have a lot of the pieces. Uh, defensively, they should be better. You get a healthy Denzel Ward. I mean, they've got the things where you go, okay, they should be better. But I'm trying to figure out how they were that bad a year ago. So I have to see this team execute. But if that defense gets it together, uh, the Browns are going to be a fun team to watch. I can't believe I'm saying that. But they are going to be a fun team to watch. I'm watching uh, ESPN right now, Declan. There's this guy, Brian Burns, all ACC first team, or he's going to be picked in the draft. He's wearing two gold diamond necklaces, uh, a gold watch on his left wrist, 
He's already spent his signing bonus. Does he know that? I don't think he does. All gold. He's already everything. spent his. What are you doing, man? Yeah, you got to go. Gotta, go take that back. Yeah, you got to gotta be a little more frugal than that, my man. You got to slow it down. Just take that back. You yep. don't. Nobody cares, man. If you're wearing a diamond chain, borrow it. That's what I would do. Yeah. If I were making appearances, right, and I hadn't gotten my signing bonus money yet, I would borrow jewelry. He's got the diamond studs. Listen, I'm all for it. If you want to be flashy and hip and cool and show up to the club and, and you got the look, I'm all for that. Back in my day, I didn't have the jewelry, but I did have that desire. But come on, man. Don't give up your signing bonus. It's, it's just not worth it. I wonder if Josh Rosen is being treated unfairly at Arizona. And this is why it matters. Josh Rosen comes out yesterday and says, it's annoying knowing that I'm probably going to get traded. Kyler Murray is probably going to be the number one pick. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is going to move on from me, uh, or I'm going to be in training camp in a very awkward situation. And Josh Rosen admitted that it was a, it was a situation that was annoying and he just wants some clarity and some closure. I feel for him and I feel for all players in that position. We are so upset. We get so upset when players try to take a little bit of power, Declan, when players go, you know what? I want to be traded. Uh, I want, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to hold out a training camp until I get some guaranteed money because I know my shelf life as an NFL player, it just isn't that long, right? Yep. We always get upset when these guys try to assert themselves. But then when you have an NFL team, Declan, that has known for months that it had the number one pick in the NFL draft, has known for months that most likely it was going to pick Kyler Murray and that Josh Rosen was going to need to find work elsewhere, still has this guy in many camps, still has this guy not knowing what he's going to do, I mean, yes, we look at these guys and go, well, it's easy for you to pick up and move when you got millions of dollars. Yeah, but they still got families and friends and things that they're concerned about the same way that we are. And here's Josh Rosen on an island going, I don't know what my future holds. And I just think that's unfair. And I think if this were a player, if this were Josh Rosen holding out of training camp and saying, I don't know if I'm going to demand a trade or I don't know if I'm going to play for the Cardinals, I think people would crush him, right? Because it'd be like, oh, man. As a player, you're not allowed to do that. You don't get to assert any sense of authority. You don't get to try to take some of the power uh, from the owners. But when owners and managers and coaches go, yeah, we got the number one pick. We're probably picking a quarterback. We'll let you know when you need to know. Declan, that whole situation feels unfair. And I wish there were more people. You don't have to like Josh Rosen. But supporting players in these situations is pivotal because these are the situations they faced where – they're stuck, and they can't really do a whole lot about it, but yet we go after them whenever they try to get something uh, for themselves. Yeah, and I do feel for Josh Rosen, too. I mean, he he came into the draft with a good profile, and he was a good player at UCLA, and that Arizona team just wasn't very good. I mean, no, straight up. It, they were terrible. It, and look, Kyler Murray might be the dynamic number one pick that that is a player you want to build your franchise around, but I really look at that team, and I'm like, well, what is he going to do that's going to make – Arizona go from a two win team to a six win team. I really, I don't see it. Um, and you know, and like I said, I think Kyler Murray and Josh Rosen could both be good quarterbacks, but you're doing a disservice to, to Rosen knowing that like you have this lingering decision over his head that, that you, and you're, you're hurting his value basically. You're hurting him knowing that, all right, if I get traded, I'm going to have to learn a whole new playbook and a whole new system. And people underestimate that, I think, too, in the NFL that, just getting traded and, and getting to a new team, all oh, this will work out for me. No, no, especially as a quarterback, you got to learn a new playbook. You got to learn a new system. Everything. It is, it takes some time, man. So 
Uh, for Josh Rosen, I, I hope he gets moved here soon because someone's going to need him. Someone They're going to have to trade him, and I, and I hope Rosen finds success somewhere. Yeah, I think he deserves that. I mean, we're talking about a guy who was drafted as a franchise quarterback last year. Right. This isn't three years ago, and it just didn't work out. Last year, this guy was drafted in the first round to be a franchise quarterback, and, and here we are. By the way, if, if Kyler Murray gets drafted – and they don't find a way to get him to play for the Diamondbacks in the same <laughs> week that he's playing for the Cardinals. It's a failed experiment. If you don't make that work, if you're if you're the Arizona Cardinals, you don't reach out to the Diamondbacks and say, look, yes, Dion did it. That was years ago. If you don't find a way to make that connection, to me, you have really failed by picking Kyler Murray. There has to be a way. And I would love to see a two-sport athlete again. I mean, oh, yeah, man. It was great. He can be it. Yes, he could. He very well could be. I mean, the eighth overall pick in the MLB draft, he was no slouch. That's a that's a pretty big praise for a guy that that knows he was going to play football, too. Those those MLB scouts aren't dummies. You think he made the right decision? I think he did. I, I do think he did because uh, you can get your money in football quicker. You know, you can you, you might have a long, you might have a shorter career, but you can yeah. get your money, your guaranteed money quicker and you know what? Maybe maybe in four years he plays out his rookie deal and he goes, I want to go play ball. I wouldn't see, be surprised at all. See, that was my question. That's, that's what you just addressed is something that people aren't talking about. Let's say it doesn't work out. If he's 26, can he still be a baseball prospect? Can he still find his way back into the big leagues? I think he could. I honestly think he could. I think, and if that means playing independent ranks, playing for the St. Saint Paul Saints or whatever it is to build up that value, he can totally do it. Work it out, Diamondbacks. I mean, get Randy Johnson involved. You have to just figure it out. Find a way to get Kyler Murray to play with the Diamondbacks and the Cardinals, preferably the same week. It'd be great promotion for everybody involved. Thanks for joining us on Purple Daily. Declan Golf. We'll be back next week. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.